0: This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! I'm your friend. No. I don't fool with no horses, boy. Huh? He's a habitual line stepper. Any savage you know. at yeah. all? Your mustache is crooked. Come on, man. So what are we doing out there, man? What the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Oh, my good, goodness gracious! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I demand the power to remember the power, too sweet to be sour. Plausibly live, but recorded in parts from the rolling hills of saratoga county new york it's the one the only keep it to yourself podcast and now here's your host jason Boyd. i have no idea who he is but he was dug and dug all right that's enough morgan and you're quite welcome to it at long last we're back sorry for the delay This is episode number 140 of the Old Kitty Pod, the first half of which is coming to you on Thursday night, the 18th of November, 2021. Just one week from now, I'll be nursing a food coma or weathering the storm in that front as I'll stuff my face full of Thanksgiving dinner. We'll talk Thanksgiving in next week's episode, so we won't do it here. This is kind of a pre-Thanksgiving pod to get ready for it. And, of course, we're going to try and do as much as we can here. I'm saving some big stuff for Thanksgiving. I'm not at liberty to say what it is yet, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Let's get to the social media. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Facebook page to go along with it, too. I don't have much of a presence online, but there you go. It's been a nutty end to the month of October, and I haven't had much go on. I've had some uh, stuff going on at work here. I don't want to make you privy to it i briefly talked about it in the previous episode i'll just leave it at that hope everybody had a great halloween i got myself quite the treat on halloween weekend when i got a new phone an iphone 12 mini red colored ordered off boost mobile before i went for my eye exam and it was kind of uh one of those dealer's choice things because there's product shortages going on all over the place here in the U.S., and I'm sure in other parts of the world, too. So it was kind of dealer's choice, but got the phone set up on the Friday night, got it fully operational to start the weekend, so a big bonus on that whole deal. Had some trouble with it with trying to call people in times, but there you go right there. We ironed those out. Those are few and far between. I don't know what's going on there, but any who's, it's... The Saturday before, there are some headaches, hassles, and horse manure that happened here at Bullet House. I'm sitting here in the living room. I was watching AEW Rampage on DVR YouTube TV. All of a sudden, the smoke alarm has this short beep go off every 10 seconds, and that lets me know that the battery is dying. It kept going all afternoon. It was driving me nuts. Had to get Dad back home from Northam. so what he did was He went out and came back, and we had to go get a smoke detector late Saturday afternoon, early Saturday evening. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, it's a combined smoke detector and carbon monoxide detector. And those sons of bitches were hard to find. We didn't go to certain big box hardware chains, not sponsors. So we went to a couple of those, then we went to a certain uh, big box retailer went in their hardware department, and snagged some there. And got them all installed in the downstairs area. And that's going to last us a good long while. Now I have it right there. Then the following weekend was Halloween. Did not dress up at work. One person did. We didn't really do anything at work to be honest. Unlike last year where we had a little costume contest go on at our workplace. And my boss left the dry ice machine on so long it actually set off the smoke alarm. And I remember a policeman the local police department had to come in and i remember he was walking behind me as the boss was giving him the grand tour of the facility a toe the stow if you will but back to halloween 2021 didn't dress up there was like one co-worker who did and boy did this person stick out like a sore thumb we were like we couldn't even give two shits but trick-or-treating was back on after being postponed last year due to COVID, the pandemic and everything. Kids were back, and they were out in force this year. We had a good many visitors to Bullet House. But then again, it weren't that many. It's not like they clean our bowl out. My nephew Hunter was literally the first among them to visit us for a little bit. Accompanied by my sister and brother-in-law. I'm going to see him again next week for Thanksgiving dinner. And we had a good many trick-or-treaters at the door here. In fact, that night, once there was a little lull in the in the action, my dad went to make shepherd's pie and said, Hey, we're missing cans of corn here. And they sent me to go, you know, not run over any trick-or-treaters and or their parents to go get the necessary supplies. Come not believe we didn't get any in advance, but there you go. I was able to drive carefully... With all the com- all the commotion. I'll say camaraderie. Where am I? Anyway, all the commotion, all the costume kids and their parents walking around our neighborhood. So we got that out the way. We didn't have too much around seven o'clock. It just quickly petered out. In fact, I for the first time in my life, and the last time that evening, got to answer the door when two little kids came there and said trick or tree. And I said, Hey, go take some candy there, kids. Happy Halloween. Be safe out there. God bless. And that was it. Had a whole bunch of candy left over. I nibbled at the bowl a little bit, but then I took the rest to work the following Friday. So there you go right there. That's Halloween 2021, the end of October. In a nutshell. Alright folks, we've now come to the main event of the evening, such as it is. And I apologize if I haven't done so already, why this is a shorter episode than usual. Had to get something out. It's been quite a while. And besides, I don't want to shoot too much of my load for Thanksgiving next week. Or because of it. Hello, prepositional trouble. Anyway, it's the Friday Five. It's on the TK Little Smart and Funny Facebook page. And it's provided by Mike Mackler. Who recently celebrated his birthday. And as such, he decided to frame his five questions around that fact. And these are people with whom he shares the same birthday. Now... Here's question number one. We're get started here. Michael Ray Wilbon's birthday is today. Well, yesterday, as I record this, this back half is being recorded on Saturday night, November twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. And the first question is: Michael Ray Wilbon's birthday was yesterday, as of time of recording. Using ten words or less, while keeping it civil, tell us your feelings on Wilbon. I just said I'm not surprised. Somebody liked it. Oh, yeah, it was Sandra Rowe. There you go. So that's all I could think of in that moment. All right, number two. Larry King's birthday was also on Friday. What celebrity death this year hit you the hardest? And the overwhelming majority said Norm MacDonald. And Mike put a picture here. was Norm MacDonald as Larry King interviewing the great man himself. <laughs> I put in that Norm Macdonald I agree with a lot of people and says, Sure the guy had it out for OJ and the Clintons on Weekend Update But he was darn funny And he sorely missed I remember like Sometime after Norm passed away I Hit up the old YouTube, fired it up And there was this massive supercut Over a half hour long Of OJ just Taking it to uh, no, OJ. Well OJ getting the wrath of Norm Macdonald I mean really going hard In the pain on that whole deal Jeff Turner said Norm McDonald came a close second to losing Dusty Hill as he was a big ZZ Top fan. I mean, we lost Screech. Jeff Flower said Dustin Diamond. I mean, he turned to a real crappy person, crap being replaced by a poop emoji as an adult, but he was Screech. Plus, the circumstance of how it happened was sad. Hank Aaron, according to Betsy Oilman Jaffe. Hank Aaron, according to Tom Pace and a few others. Ed Asner, according to Tom Miskowick. Miskovich, I you pronounced your last name. Sorry if I butchered it. Elliot Olshansky, who did last week's Friday Five, was Dean Stockwell. How about this one? Kevin Murphy. No, not that Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Said Tony. Crap, did I type that out loud? And Hank Aaron again, according to Brian Beecher, Beecher, Mershingi. Well, most recent one was Jerry Remy, who lost the Remdog. That was according to Lee Gordon. He may not be considered a celebrity in much of the country or the rest of the world, but he is in New England, Jerry Remy, to which I replied, my last two years in college we had cable and thus access to Nesson. Jerry Remy was a great color man, and this coming from a fan of the rival team down I-95. That would be the New York Yankees, thank you very much. And we'll get off this topic right away. To question number three, Jody Foster had a birthday on Friday. She once came to my parents' store, and an employee refused to accept the check from her. What's your most embarrassing retail story, either as an employee, owner, or customer? Well, I don't think I uh, had a story to share, so I decided to skip this one. But, we're going to go through some of what the other little said. Jeff Turner said, I can't think of one occasion in particular, but not having your card go through at the checkout is the worst. To which Ben Danner replied, that's why TK is straight cash, homie. Anthony Beeson, Mr. I Have a Piano, wrote, my wife used to manage a red lobster in Bloomington, Indiana. She made John Mellencamp wait in the lobby next to the lobster tank just like everyone else. No preferential celebrity treatment, or I almost got racist there. (laughs) Anyway, no preferential celebrity treatment. He didn't seem to mind, so not embarrassing. Somehow, I think if you substituted... Dr. Hoffwaff, that would be Tony Kornheiser, for Mellencamp, the story would have had a different spin. And Jeff Flowers responded There's no way the Hoffwaff has ever been near a red lobster in the last 40 plus years. There you go. Jamie Julian, wife of the incomparable Robert Burke, said In college, I went to the grocery store to ask for some free boxes for moving, and he said, Sure, you can have all the boxes, but you'll need to talk to the box manager, end quote. And thus began a wild goose chase of talking to numerous people, which culminated in me finally finding the box manager who said, That guy was just fucking with you. There's no such thing as a box manager. I'm just a bag boy. The boxes are over there. I don't know where over there is. Like Where is there? Hashtag where is there? That cashier was laughing his ass off as I left with my hard-earned boxes. <laughs> Mike Mackler, the birthday boy, responded, shade to the old Thanksgiving turkey scam. Jeff Kenton parried. He learned that day how hard it is to drive a car on four flat tires. Well, how's about this? Kevin Murphy again, delivering a child's bedroom set to Strom Thurmond's house. Strom Thurmond was a senator for many years from South Carolina for his then youngest child. Strom was in his 70s at that point. All right, we go to, well, here we go. Lee Gorin said, I mentioned WKRP last year for the Thanksgiving episode. Lee Gorin responds, if you've ever seen the WKRP episode that featured the station doing a remote broadcast from the grand opening of a stereo shop, my experience mirrored it pretty closely. My day job was working at an ad agency, but I also did a weekend shift on a local radio station. One of the agency's clients was a small chain of stereo stores, and for the grand opening of their newest location, we scheduled a remote broadcast by the station I work for. The crux of the WKRP episode was, for the entire length of the remote, virtually no customers showed up at the store. Same with our real-life version. It was embarrassing for me on two levels. Life imitated art almost identically, from the lack of store traffic to the slovenly engineer. The only exception was our real-life episode, fortunately, did not feature an armed robbery. Boy, that took a turn. Ah, Thanks, Lee. (laughs) Uh, Steve Lipton said, In the late 80s, I lived at the beach during the summer and worked at a decent family restaurant. You could pull down $200 easy a night, big money for a starving college kid. We had one line cook and one kitchen manager to cook. One Friday night, the line cook was out with pneumonia and the kitchen manager got into a car accident on the way to work. So the manager is the only one cooking and he doesn't really know what he's doing. About 7 that night, as the place is jammed and I'm getting drinks for my table of 10, I see the manager behind the bar with a carton of cigarettes under one arm and a case of beer under the other. Sorry for the misstep. He looks at me and says, see ya. Nothing like going to your table and saying, I'm sorry, but the chef has just quit. What about the manager? He was the manager. All the waiters met in the back and said, what do you want to do? Should we try to cook? Should we just leave and find work somewhere else? I plied my table with free booze and soup, called the owner, and we got someone from their other establishment, but that was a crazy 15 minutes. The place was sold the next summer. And proof that visual entertainment is always good on podcast, Steve. Posted a picture of himself from back in those days. All right, number four. Bob Boone of the baseball dynasty was born on November 19th of 47. Are there any professions that run in your family? Unlike the last question and much like the second, I answered this one and I said, nursing is a profession that runs in my family. My mom, love you, Lois. Love you, mom. Happy Thanksgiving. Early both my aunts, two of my cousins, and my dad's companion are or were in the nursing profession at one time or another. My dad's companion served as a medical corps person in the Army and almost, according to her, served in Vietnam during the war. She had gotten her orders. She tells the story a lot better than I can. A lot of great answers here. The birthday boy said, I got a bunch of accounts on my dad's side going way back. All right, not as impressive as that last one. Rupesh Sharma, somebody of his ethnic background playing the type says, engineers and doctors, hard to believe, right? We got education for Jeff Turner said, mom and one grandma were teenagers and my other grandma owned a nursery school and, like yours truly, nursing. His wife and perhaps his daughter as she's changing her major to nursing. There you go. Scott Moffat said, my grandpa, dad, mom, and I all designed house plans. Back to the medical profession, Anthony Beeson said my uncle was a medical doctor, my aunt was a nurse. They had five sons, four doctors and a dentist. Man, good for them. Ellen Olshansky, keep it on the same thing. Not my branch of the family tree, but there is a definite medical branch among some of my second and third cousins. I said Lee Gordon. Another lengthy one, but still good. In the old country, my grandfather was an apprentice cabinet maker. Here in the U.S. of A., he eventually owned a furniture store. One of his brothers also owned a furniture store. After the Second World War, my dad joined his father in the furniture business. When they closed the store in 1956, my dad became a furniture manufacturer's representative. After my brother graduated from college, he worked alongside my dad as a manufacturer's rep. Later, my sister-in-law switched from selling textbooks to selling furniture with my brother. I am the outlier, having gone into broadcasting and then voiceover. Although, before she met my dad, my mother coincidentally used to work at a furniture store in Boston. But during her lunch hours, she would occasionally travel to a nearby radio station and pick up some extra money doing commercials with, among others, Bob and Ray. Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding. Bob Elliott, the father of Chris Elliott from Saturday Night Live and Late Night with David Letterman. And finally, question number five, and since Friday was Mike's birthday, what's your favorite birthday memory? I got a birthday coming up next month. I'll be entering my 40th year, which is hard to believe. I put down, for my answer, going to the Adirondack Red Wings hockey game. A little interruption here. I may have told this on a previous episode. But going to the Adirondack Red Wings hockey game the night of my 13th birthday and being the hammer on the list of birthday greetings that night. On an interesting side note, the man who was a PA announcer would, in my senior year of high school, become my pre-calculus teacher. Shout out, Greg Petray. Shout out the Adirondack Red Wings, too. 20 years, wish it could have lasted longer. Let's see who else. Rupesh Sharma said, for my 30th birthday, Mary, that's probably his wife, or a girlfriend or a domestic partner at the time pulled off a surprise party. Oops, I almost said. <laughs> farting it up. Anyway, for my 30th birthday, Mary pulled off a surprise party for me at Dave and Buster's. It's late, folks. It was a Saturday night, much like this, and I didn't want to go, but all my friends were there. Speaking of the Big three, O Betsy Oilman Jaffe wrote My 30th birthday included dinner at the inn at Little Washington. And my M.I.L. Man in my life? I don't know what she put down. Gave me a Tiffany's Rolex watch that her father gave her for her 30th birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. Scott Moffat said the woman formerly related to by marriage planned a surprise 30th birthday party for me. I hate surprises, but still enjoyed myself. Another big 3-0 from Bobby Gottfried at this restaurant called Comey. Okay. Sam Gordon, I don't know if he's in any relation to Lee. I doubt it, said, joint birthday for my 50th and my mom's 75th. Huge family party with all the siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles, and general hangers-on. Boy, how long were their coattails? <laughs> Back to 30th birthdays now. Anthony Beeson said, I threw a surprise party for my wife's 30th and hid the birthday cake in the oven. Not knowing anything about it, she came into the kitchen and turned the oven on to start making dinner. We all jumped out and yelled, surprise, and then started smelling the scent of burning sugar. (laughs) More Elliot Olshansky. Mike McClure said, my 21st birthday, well, he addressed Mike McClure, tagged him in the answer. My 21st birthday coincided with a Dartmouth men's basketball home game against Colgate. Not the toothpaste, the university. I baked myself a cake and went to the game with my friends. We sat in the stands wearing little kid party hats. We ate the cake, and we had blowouts-slash-streamers and kazoos that we would use to make noise during Colgate free throws until the sports information director told us that we had to stop. Dartmouth lost 64-54, but it was still a good time. I I, I had a sports one too myself. I just had the hockey one. But I gotta recall, I, I told this already during a previous episode... Earlier this year, my freshman year at Castle and towards the end of it, I should have told this one. I remember we went to the Almost Midnight Breakfast, and I turned 19 that night. And there were a whole bunch of friends there. Well, not that many, but word got around that it was my birthday. So I remember being at Houghton Dining Hall for the Almost Midnight Breakfast. It was one of the loudest renditions of Happy Birthday I've ever heard in my life. Oh, man. And that's going to do it for the Friday Five Recap. All right, folks, we're about to bring this rickety flight home as usual with some pot shout outs. And I'm going to preface this by saying these are not necessarily the most recent ones. I'm saving those for next week. I wrote these quite a while back. All right, a few weeks ago, but there you have it. Greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston broke down Jesse Ventura's last WWF show, which was the August eighteenth, 1990 episode of Superstars. And over a year later, an episode that aired August 31st of ninety one was the subject of GFA Live with Peter and Keith Langston. Sportscasters, most recent episode, Jonathan Vilma, ex of the NFL now with Fox Sports. And Rich Podolsky talked to Steve Bennett. Meanwhile, 24-inch podcast Steve and Dave Rollins broke down the very first... Actually, not the very first episode. I wrote this down around Halloween. The most recent episode was Saturday night's main event that aired November 2nd, 1985. And we had a whole bunch of great interviews on the Breaking Down show. Pete Turner talked with Alex Vinman. This is the guy who was the Army colonel who got in crossways with... A certain orange fascist who is no longer our president, but unfortunately is showing signs of getting back in the running in 24. Let's hope it don't happen. Eric Kleinschmidt also joined on the show, or logged on, or whatever he did. Talk some more true crime. Johnny Walker, Joe Posnanski, Baseball 100. And Nico Marco Longo, according to my handwriting, which may well be chicken scratches, also joined Pete A. Turner for some engaging conversation. Also, at this juncture, I want to wish Chuck and Roxy congratulations for their 100th episode of the Loyal Littles podcast. They had the great Tory Clark on as a guest to mark the occasion. You may recall that earlier this year, I was a guest on their podcast and I had the great honor of doing so. Go back in their archives and listen to it when you get a chance. So check all those podcasts out. As for this little dog and pony show, we're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Play, all the big pod outlets and platforms and whatnot. And there's also my true crime podcast called CR Crime. That's available on Spotify and only a small handful of the other platforms. So do give that a listen. As for this podcast to which you're listening right now follow slash subscribe and if your podcaster has the ability to give ratings and or reviews give me a good wrap and a five-star rating that really helps me out thanks in advance and on that note that'll do it for episode number 140 the keep it to yourself podcast this week before thanksgiving we're gonna have a real treat for you for next week to celebrate the holiday But as for this episode, we're all done. I'll talk to you next week. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Onus lives. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good (laughs) dog. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.